You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. We're back, everybody. What's up? 2021. 2021. Good to see you guys. That year is behind us. Yep. The year that we decide to never speak about again. Yep. This year is going to be the same. Yeah. We're the, th- <laughs> we're the things you don't hear in church podcast. Mm-hmm. Your one-stop shop for all things you don't hear in church. Yep. And we discuss the gray areas of the Christian faith, things that people might be struggling with or whatnot. We mm-hmm. go to those questions and try to bring a biblical worldview and understanding to those and really help Everyone, ourselves, and you guys um, learn how to navigate this thing called life yep. in the guise of loving God and, and not compromising our faith. Yep. You know? My name is Derry. And I'm Ethan. Hello. And do we have a show <laughs> for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so today, no, it wasn't. But we're this, you know, they say great minds think alike. Mm. Um, so today we got an episode for you guys. We wanted to start off the year with something energetic, something fun. So we're yeah, going to be doing... a little different. Yeah, a little different. Not like planned or super like... It could go theological focus, but more or less a, a broad um, topic of just like hot takes in 2021 predictions. Yeah. 2021 predictions. Yeah, and hot takes. So like where we see the year going, uh-huh. um, like sort of for Christians, for the world in general, where we think it's headed, all that kind of stuff. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Any rants we want to go on, all that stuff, we're just yeah. going to go for it. Yep. And we hope to be that this show would be enjoyable for you. Yeah. That it make you laugh maybe a bit mm-hmm. and love God more. That's the goal of yep. our life. Make you laugh and love God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring clarity, hopefully. Yeah. That also yeah. And helps. you can let us know your like predictions and all that kind of stuff as well. That'd be super fun. Yep. Yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. Yep. All right, Derry. Be cool. You want to say anything else before we get into predictions? No, let's go for it. All right. What's your, your hot takes for 2020? My hot takes. Okay, well, my hot takes for 20... It was, like, more for for 2021. Okay, well, this will help. You you can apply this in 2021 and the rest of your life, okay? Okay. I've been thinking a lot about Mm decision-making as a Christian, right? At least as a charismatic Christian. Okay. Because I feel like we see... You're kind of charismatic. Oh, I I would identify as charismatic. But, like, we said, like, I think couple like last year when we were recording it was a charismatic with a seatbelt or something like that right right right. and i was like i love that i love it so i identify as charismatic but i would say we always have this idea that like we we don't want to do anything unless god tells us to do something Mm. right and it's like i don't want to move god unless you tell me to go do this thing right and that's like a good thing to have, I think, at the beginning of your yeah. Christian walk. It's a Christ-centered thing. Yeah, where you're like, where you're focused, like, God, I want to, fo- I want to focus on you, I want to follow you. But I think at some point there is a transition between like, or there should be, and I think I'm noticing in my life there's a transition between like, I won't move unless you say something. To I'm just going to move in the direction of godliness and what I think is w- wisdom is guiding me to, mm-hmm. and allow God to shape me. Yeah. Right. For some people, they might think like, I will not. I'm going to apply for just this one job and if like I'm just or or I'm not I mean not job but like I'm just going to I'm going to wait for God to open a door and then I'm going to walk through it. Right. Right? And I think at some point that's okay to do and by and large if that's a rule of thumb you live by where you're like I don't want to move unless God speaks. Right. It's fair. Um but I think at some point in our growing and maturing in Christ there comes this p- point where God is like you know I've trained you in righteousness, you know. Yeah. I've trained you in godliness. Give me I, wisdom. Yeah, I've given you wisdom. You know how to think like me now. Mm. I want you to use your brain and make the best decision. And as far as like certain things, let's say like taking um, 
going to college, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe someone's like, God, where should I go to college? There's got to be the right college. And I want to hear what you got to say about that. Mm-hmm. And they might be led to college and at some point it might work out, right? Mm-hmm. On another hand, though, it might be where maybe God doesn't have a specific college in mind. Yeah. But he's allowing you to like apply to all these things or, or see where you would most grow towards him or have a good environment to grow. Yeah. And you have a, a couple different options in colleges and God will bless whatever decision you make. Right. Right. And I see this in Acts when Paul is doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Paul is strategic in his ministry and how he's, he's moving and spreading the gospel. But he is also like when he's going... He's every if you look if you mapped out all the places he went like Ephesus, Galatia, Thessalonica, mm-hmm. um, all the other places, Rome, all the all these major cities, uh, Philippi, the, all, that these books of the Bible are written after um, follow this road that goes through Rome, mm-hmm. right? It's the, it's this main road of the empire that everyone travels, and so in Paul's mind, if you look at it, he and you track it, he's hitting every major city in mm-hmm. the empire, and the thinking I would say behind it is like this is strategic. People are coming here to receive either business or they're coming here for education or they're coming here yeah. for trade. And if I can get Christ in there, they'll get Christ as well mm-hmm. and the whole world will be reached. And at one point he wanted to go to Asia or at that point Asia Minor, which what now is Turkey mm-hmm. or something. He tried to go over that way and God was – well, actually Ephesus is Turkey. But anyways, he tried to go whatever Asia Minor was at this point in the mm-hmm. world. And at that time he was trying to go and then God shut the door and said no. And they tried to go, and God said no, and he kept trying to go, and God kept closing these doors. Mm-hmm. And then he had a dream of this guy from Macedonia saying, hey, come over here and help me. And then he's like, okay, we're going to go to Macedonia. And they went to Macedonia and saw great things, and then they were later allowed to go to Asia. Yeah. Right? And it, with that template, you see, I wouldn't assume that Paul is sitting there thinking, all right, God, where do you want me to go next? Okay, I'm going to go to Asia. Where do you want me to go next? Okay, Philippi. And I think he's just thinking, what's the best opportunity for the gospel to get out? I'm going to go there. And I'm going to allow God to guide me as I go, mm. right? And so that's and what's like, and that's kind of getting to the conclusion of my hot take. When it comes to decision making, I feel like often we're like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for God to give direction. Mm. When really God says, "Go in the way of righteousness," and as you're going, I will lead you. As you take the first step, I'm gonna I'm gonna guide your foots and your your, your not like foots. your foots, your feet, um, and that, maybe not literally like you're not gonna take your feet and move you. But he's going to guide your mind. He's going to guide you in godliness. And you're going to be able to learn and grow and see things. And I think when you have this mindset and you're like contemplating, okay, what, is, what would wisdom say about this? What would, what, would, um, God, what would be the godly mindset in this situation? Let me move in that direction. And then be humble enough that if God wants to say something about it, I will change. Yeah. You know? And I think going into this, this forward year, we go forward in 2021, maybe you're going to have times or, or situations where you have big decisions to make. And you're like, God, where are you? I need to hear you. I need to. But maybe God is saying, hey, like, just contemplate the decision. Think about the pros and cons of the decision. Consider scripture in the decision. Consider how you can best be used by God in those certain situations. And then make your decision from there. Mm-hmm. And I think if you move in a direction and God doesn't want you to go there, then he will correct you. He'll, of course, correct you because yeah. God's a good God. But, yeah, I just want to maybe challenge us to take more ownership of our, um, I don't want to say f- life because that might seem like we're taking away from God. We're not. But taking more ownership of our faith and our journey with faith where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, God, I believe you've trained my mind. I want to apply this training. I want to use this training. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this under your guise. And I, I'm not saying don't pray. You should pray. Yeah. You should look for peace. I'm still doing that in major decisions of my life. I'm 
prayerfully thinking these things through and like as I'm meditating on these certain things I'm I'm like open for the Holy Spirit to guide my mind and I'm, I'm feeling where the peace is right mm-hmm. but I think there's an aspect of it where God also is like wants to work with us and not just do everything for us mm-hmm. so there's my hot take yeah I think the crux of that question is um, really the the like hot point between um, Calvinism and Arminianism um, and it's how much does God intervene in our lives or how many things do we have to take to him, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously God has a plan for our lives, right? But the yeah. question is, at what point does that plan become uh, like our free will to take action in, right? So you could start like really big and say like who we marry or right. or maybe what career path we choose. Right. Like God probably has something to say about that, right? And you can go as small as like, how much cereal do I eat this morning, right? <laughs> or what time do I wake up in the morning, right? Yeah. Where necessarily we don't pray about all of those little things, but we pray about the big things. So mm-hmm. the question is, where is the like the line where it stops being um, like I have to ask God for this thing and I don't have to ask God for this thing anymore, right? Because right? there obviously is a line, yeah. or else like we'd just be waiting around all the time for God to tell us like what we have to do with all these decisions. Did you right? eat today? No. Why? God didn't tell me to. Ah. Uh, uh. Right. You should eat. <laughs> right. So there's there's a lot of people who have disagreed with me on this mm-hmm. and have had uh, have disagreed with the view that you presented. Oh um, really? Yeah. You di- wait. You disagree or no? Have I have I have a lot of friends who would disagree oh, with, with that. I would probably too. Just because they have a different line than you presented. Right? Yeah. So they would say you need to ask God about everything and not act unless. Um, at least for that kind of issue, and not yeah. act unless he speaks to you, right? Because they would have their line somewhere farther down to the what I would deem the less important things, right? Yeah, the smaller decisions. Yeah, the smaller yeah. decisions, um, whereas my line's like farther up, right? Yeah. So my, my discipline in all this would just be, I ask God what I should do for most big things, right? And if I don't feel an immediate like direction in some way, or I don't get a scripture immediately or something like that, then I just start trying doors you know i yeah. start trying to like just unlock see what's doors unlocked. and I, like if a door opens i think god is this a good door if i feel peace about it i'm gonna go do it if it seems like right. a godly thing to do like i've read the whole bible right i i you pray know everything every, i pray every morning <laughs> like i i spend time with the lord yeah um i would you say you have a relationship you've cultivated yeah. a, a, something there yeah um i ask the holy spirit to guide mm-hmm. me every day so yeah I'm doing all the things that I can do to try to get God's input into something. Mm-hmm. And if he's not giving me input somewhere and I think it's a godly and wise decision, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. And if he rebukes me later, then he rebukes me and I don't make that same decision the next time. Right. And, and I, and I think like if you had a job, right. And you're like first get a job and you're being in training, your boss is going to show you step by step how to do things. Right. But at some point, if you were like 20 years in a job, you're like, Hey boss, can I do this? He'd be like, bro, you, stop you, asking me. You've been here for 20 years. You know what you need to bring to me and what you don't. Right. You know, I think it's the same thing spiritually where God is like so gracious and so merciful to lead us in everything that we want, that we'll ask him for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But as we grow in righteousness, as we grow in godliness and maturity, then it's like, okay, take ownership, you know, yeah. like, and then, and then make decisions more for, for yourself under the guise of wisdom. So you're not making like selfish personal decisions. You're making decisions based off the training that God's brought mm-hmm. you through. Mm-hmm. And I'm like for missions, right? Just a quick example. If you had an option to go to like, the Philippines, which is like 88% Christian, yeah. or an option to go to Thailand, which is like two or less than 2% Christian. Right. Right. And you're like, oh God, what is your will in this situation? I would think I'm going to decide to go to Thailand. Mm-hmm. And if God shuts the door, then I'll go to the Philippines. But the Philippines 
has a has eighty eight percent Christian. Right. Like I I know that there's people there who need the gospel, but they have enough people already there that are self sufficient that they can figure right. it out. They can reach their own people. Right. Whereas Thailand, like no, they don't have the gospel really per se. Right. So we that's like the greater need. And not to say the Philippines. I'm not neglecting the Philippines, but I'm saying there's a bigger need over here. And I right. think God would have us focus here because they're okay. Based on your resources, you're making a wise decision. Right. And God can change if he or change your mind if he just speaks to you, right? Yeah. Maybe he'll speak to you or speak to someone else on your team or something like that. And yeah. and you'll go to the Philippines. Yeah, no, but right? okay. and he's totally free to do that. And we have to be humble enough and willing enough to say, like, okay, maybe I missed it, maybe I was wrong. God, whatever you want to do, switch it. Yeah. It's not like it's not it can't be the you show, you know, with your life. Like your life is a show for God. So it can't be like, this is my show, I gotta do things my way, but it's like I'm doing things for God, and I'm going to try my best to do things for God. And then as he leads, I'll just follow. And if he says, hey, go here, I'll be like, all right, whatever. Right. Stay humble, stay teachable, but be willing to move in the most godly direction at all times. Nice. Boom. Nice. Rant over. Got any other predictions or hot takes for 2021? 2021 prediction. You want real predictions or like silly predictions? Have you said 2020 and like by mistake yet at all? I don't think so. Have I? I haven't either. If we have, I don't mean know. like in this podcast. I mean like oh. in 2021. No. Nice. I like was writing a note today and I like wrote one, four, 21. I thought, wow, Ethan, nice. Usually <laughs> Got I struggle. I will probably in like two weeks, I'll get lazy about it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. But yeah, I don't really write the date often, anyways, as it is. Right. So. Right. That's pretty funny. But it is weird to think that. Like, it's 2021. That's a weird to think about. Yeah. Right? It just feels like, wow, that year's over. Now, I don't. My predictions. Do you want silly predictions or serious predictions? Whatever you want. Prediction. This year, at least, I don't think we're going to see much improvement with the COVID situation. Mm, probably not. I don't think a lot of things are going to open back up very much, and I think the economic fallout will start to happen, mm. and and it'll be scary times. Yeah. Not probably. to not to scare you. If you that you should put your trust and confidence in God. He will see us through. Yeah. However, whatever that looks like, He will never let us. Like mm-hmm. I mean, He might let us go through some suffering for our own good, but God will guide us. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us. That's where we find our hope. So we can look at this stuff and see the storm coming and be like, oh, it's going to be rough. But my God walks on water. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be it. Yeah, cheesy. we're definitely already seeing the economic fallout. But we'll, yeah. I think we'll continue to see it as well. I think crypto will pop off. Heck yeah. Woo. Let's go. <laughs> I'm moving to, to Norway. You are. Yeah. That's your prediction. <laughs> Who's in Norway? Uh, I'm just from there. George. No, you're from Sweden. <laughs> Sweden and Norway. I'm equal you're parts both? Swedish and That's Norwegian. awkward. They don't like each other. No, they like each other now. Now? They used to not. Cool. Well, now they do. <laughs> Whatever. That's funny. Can I come with you? Yeah. Yes. 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 Hopefully they'll let me in. Huh? Hopefully they'll let me in. They'll be like, oh, you're American? No. Hey, no. I- I'm from here. Skull. Open the door. I'm, I'm from here. <laughs> Dude, skull, dude. <laughs> I'm not Minnesota, dude. Skull. <laughs> That'd be so funny. That'd be hilarious. Um, yes. Cool. Wow. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Corona won't help. Do. Oh, I'm really interested to see what happens with this uh, next presidential things. Yeah. A lot. I haven't looked into. What do you mean why you're really interested? Because I'm more of a conspiracy theorist, so uh-huh. I'm like looking at all the other. I'm not doing heavy research on a conspiracy, but I'm like. Got my toes dipped enough mm-hmm. to see, like, if something happened, I'd be like, oh. But I just, like, because there's still lawsuits going on. There's still cases going, like, happening with, like, corruption. Mm-hmm. Which government being corrupt, what's new. Right. And so I'm just, like, interested to see, like, is Biden actually going to pull pull it out? Or is somehow, oh, there's uh, no question. somehow Trump's going to get out? I don't know. And I'm not going to say either which way because I don't want to be a fool either <laughs> which way. 
So yeah, I think uh, Biden's getting inaugurated pretty soon. A couple days. He canceled his parade to do a virtual one. Really? Yeah, he wow. canceled it to do a virtual one. Probably but, smart. But you just realize that's just the news. <laughs> they do a virtual one every four years <laughs> on every news station. So they just canceled it. Nice. Nothing else is happening. Nice. Uh, what about you? Hot takes, uh, predictions? Yeah, I don't have any hot takes, but like I would say predictions for Christians in 2021, just like the state of Christianity in general. I think this is going to be like a year of reckoning almost for mm. Christians in general. Um, my whole life, I've always heard that like, it's coming like this this time where Christians in America are like they're becoming more and more persecuted like yeah. people are not liking Christians more and more and I've literally never seen that like maybe I've just been ignorant my whole life but hmm. growing up I'd always hear that sermon and I've right. never seen that happen yeah yeah right like a lot of my friends weren't Christian anymore and were falling away but no one was ever like negative towards like me. mad at you for yeah it. for being Christian yeah. until like literally the end of 2020 like mm-hmm. of course I have had encounters with people like that but it wasn't on just like sort of a normalized scale, right? right? And now I'm seeing a lot on social media and in person more mm-hmm. of a hostility yeah, um, towards the, Christians. The pressure cooker is going to get turned up a bit. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. I think this year is going to be the start of, of that a lot. And I think a lot of it is because um, people growing up that were Christians are starting to sort of out like a lot of the – not even out, but like talk about the beliefs that Christians have where they were sort of – uh, accepted a lot before, yeah. um, and things I think that are, are true, um, but the air quotes subjective morality of right. our world, especially the Western world, yeah. has sort of moved on from fundamental Christian um, values, right, yeah, to, onto their own set of morals. Yeah, like a post-modern uh, society. Yeah. yeah, and that's just the widely accepted set of morals now. In Christianity, our morals don't line up with those morals. And so because this new generation has grown up and it's very popular to talk about all these controversial issues, especially on like TikTok and Instagram, places like that, YouTube, um, they're all very popular to talk about. Christians, like at least our beliefs, are getting very much outed like for everybody to talk about, aired out in the public forum. Um, And a lot of people are very mad that think – like the things that we believe are like oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Right, and so because it's so publicized now, I think it's gonna kind of be a place where if you're a Christian, you're lukewarm before. Like, there's nowhere for you to hide anymore. Yeah, right? you got it's it's like fight yeah. or flight. You know, are you gonna yeah. stay stand your ground and be a Christian, or are you gonna? I think it's really gonna, gonna be not. a year or the next few years of deciding like why do I actually believe this? Like yeah. do I believe this enough to stand my ground and be hated by some people like for this? Because obviously like it's still America and still a lot of America is very Christian. And so it's definitely not gonna be it's definitely not gonna be um, anytime soon, like right. kicking Christians out or making things illegal and stuff like that. But at least in the public forum and the ostracization of a lot of Christians and Christian ideals and beliefs, I think we're either going to see a lot of people switching sides on morality and trying to stay Christian, but like fitting their like subjective morality into the Bible, yeah. um, or just yeah. leaving in general. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, with that said, and that that does raise some concerns, you know, as far as like. When people hear this and we're thinking about it, we're like, okay, now we got some things to consider and some hypothetical situations to put ourselves in. So mm-hmm. when we come across these situations, we can respond in an appropriate manner because yeah. we want to remember that we don't ever want to act out of offense or anger or sin, mm-hmm. but we also can't compromise You know, yeah. as Christians. We're not going to compromise the things that God has spoken and the things mm-hmm. that God has said, like, this is truth. 
and no matter how hard the culture gets. And so I guess for this year and for all our listeners and for us, like what do we do and what do you think we do? Or how can we prepare for this ostracization? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard word. How can we prepare for that mm-hmm. in a way that we won't compromise? And what can we do now, starting now and getting ready for this um, coming pressure? What will we do? Yeah. How do we stand our ground moving forward? Right. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be caught slipping, like not really knowing what they believe and mm-hmm. not knowing what they stand for. Because that's what you have to know. If yeah. you're not founded, like there's the classic uh, phrase, if you don't know what you stand for, you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you don't know really why you're a Christian and you're not founded on these things, right, if it doesn't mean everything to you, then you're going to be confronted by someone who then hates you for what you believe and calls out some part of the Bible that they don't like or they don't agree with and that you've never really looked into or that you've always just commonly accepted and not like thought about it. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, like my belief offends you. I don't like that about myself. So now I need to change. Right. right. So what do we, how do we help those people who have that? Like, what would you tell someone if they're like, Hey, how do I make sure I don't fall? But I, I feel the pressure and I, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I'm not like yet secure to stand my ground on how do I make sure I don't fall? Yeah. I mean, just what I said before, you have to know why you believe what you believe yeah, because so, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's not a nice thing to believe something that someone else is mad at you about. Right. Right. Like most human beings are, I would say sort of considerate about what other people think of them. And maybe for selfish reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you just want people to people like you. Want to, yeah, well, naturally, I think humans want to be liked. Yeah, some people, maybe it's a peer reason. Like, you want to keep the peace. And you don't want people to fight because you lo- want to love people. Yeah. I think for most people, though, it's more of a pride thing. And more of like you want to be liked by people. You want to be needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you will, like, want to be friends with a lot of people, right? Yeah. For different reasons, um, whether peer or not. Um, and it's, it's a hard thing to have people come up to you and be like, I don't like you because of this thing you believe. And like, I actually hate you because of it, and I'm yeah. actively like petitioning against you because of what yeah. You and especially if you're outed, or there are people next to you, it's, or close to you, it's kind of like yeah. Ah, please. Like I've had, um, like I'm just, I, I know, like I see friends on Facebook, like that I used to be really close with, saying things, and I'm just like, oh, like we do not see eye to eye anymore. I think right. we're like, if you knew how I truly felt about this, you would not want to be my friend. Right. You know, it's like this awkward pressure, but. Yeah, like, I, I want to say to all of us who are, like, facing this, because no one's escaping this, you know, mm-hmm. we're all going to be subject to this. Yeah. You got to get grounded in the Bible, man. Like, we were, we were studying, so we're in staff training for um, YWAM right now, and we brought, the other part of staff training I'm in with a certain school that I'm staffing, we were studying First Tim- or second, yeah, First Timothy, mm-hmm. and First Timothy has this repeated theme of being trained in righteousness. It says those who are saved and taught in righteousness, and it says being trained by this. And there's the idea of continual training in in godliness. And I think we need to take, pay attention as we hear you say this stuff. And I would agree, you're probably right. You know, like you said, a year of reckoning, it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. We need to like to predetermine, like I'm not giving up on Christ. I'm not turning my back. And then get rooted in the, make sure you know your Bible. Because they're going to be attacking the Bible. So you got to know the Bible so you can explain their attacks and be like, hey, I, I know you're reading it this way, but that's not actually what it's saying. It's, yeah. you know, and get in that, get in your secret place with God and pray and work, like get in the personal devotion with Christ. Yeah. From an even more like rudimentary place than that, I'd say you have to know philosophically like why you believe in a God. Like a God before even Christianity. Like right. why is a God And exists? why that's the God of the Bible. Because mm. like people can object to your morals and object to what you believe, even if you hold them very tightly, right? You think that they are truth. Um, you have to know like there is something that's eternal, right? And that is either matter or a God. So you have to decide... If I don't believe in my morals, what God do I believe in? 
Um, or maybe you're agnostic, or you have to believe in atheism, or that matter is eternal, yeah. right? And so, if you don't believe that matter is eternal, lots of arguments on both sides for everything, you have to decide that. You have to look up those arguments yourselves, or mm -hmm. listen to the podcast. Um, and then, once you decide like what you believe, you have to really like flush out, like, do I believe in this God, the God of the Bible, and why do I believe in him? Mm -hmm. From a philosophical level. And then once you've had that foundation of, I believe in God, that he exists, and I believe that um, it's Jesus, the God of the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And then no matter what the Bible says, right? After that, if you believe that he is the God of the Bible and that he is the only one that could possibly exist, which I'm absolutely convinced of, mm -hmm. then... It doesn't matter what people think about your beliefs. It even doesn't matter if you like them, right? Yeah. Because, like, we're all influenced by the culture around us. And we can even start to get offended by the things the Bible says. Yeah. Because we're so influenced by the culture and we want to keep the status quo. We can get offended by the things the Bible says and we'll have to check ourselves and think, like, man, like, why do I believe the things I believe? And yeah. what is even the meaning behind the things that I believe, right? Because we're supposed to act in love um, towards yeah. everybody. But... God doesn't just order, like, things for no reason, right? He has right. a reason and a purpose behind everything that he has created and orders us to believe, right? It's not just to, to keep us, in, like, in line and in check. Like, he does it to, for our own good, and we have to figure out the reasons behind those things. Um, so, yeah, there's a flushing out process that has to happen, I think. Yeah, um, like getting to the root gives to the core of yeah. everything. That's yeah, a good answer. Exactly. So to do that, if you missed, if, you, if you're, like, now, like, oh, wait, what did he just say? Rewind, like... 10 minutes and <laughs> listen to all that again. It was really yeah. good, real good stuff. Yeah, you need to know why you believe in God and why um, you believe in the God of the Bible, right? And mm -hmm. if you, you're not founded in that, then you're going to fall for anything. Like Definitely. Like, you're going to be hurt by someone who doesn't like what you believe and you're probably going to stop believing in it. Or at least you're going to... Like, or it's going to be compromised or damaged. Yeah, you're going to yeah. compromise. And you're not... Maybe you don't stop believing, but it hurts your faith. And then you have like this chink in your faith and you start becoming um, ignorant and even sort of like not paying attention to yeah. your faith anymore. Or like apathetic because you don't yeah. want to deal with it. Yeah, you don't want to deal with the uh, controversy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And so pay attention to the culture around you. Look into mm -hmm. why you believe what you believe. Make sure you're able to defend it. It's so important. And it's real. like anyone can defend their faith. Yeah. Like I promise you. Like. It doesn't take a philosophical genius to come up with reasonable and good answers to why a God has to exist mm -hmm. and it's necessary and all these things, you know? So you, yeah. you're able to do it mm -hmm. and, and it, it's possible and you're capable. It's a lot of resources online. There's Caption Christianity on mm -hmm. YouTube. There's Bible Thinker on YouTube. There's us. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's so much out there. And so there's gotquestions.com. You can type in anything. Yeah, and if you have specific questions yourself, you can uh, message us and we'll help you as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, so anything else? Any other predictions you got? Yeah, I mean, even staying on that same topic, um, I would say the next logical phase of this that Christians really need to get down is how do you respond well to someone, right? Yeah. So say you've flushed out your faith, you really know what you believe and why you believe it. Now you've got to practice displaying that in love, right? Because people are going to hate you, Yeah. right? A lot of people are just going to be indifferent and say like, well, I don't believe what you believe, and they'll be tolerant. Right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to change what they believe, but they're not going to like come against you with right. what they believe. A lot of people won't be tolerant, though, and just say, you believe something different than me, and I hate what you believe, and I'm going to actively try to stop you, stifle you, and even try to shut you down. Yeah. Right? And so our job as Christians is then going to be, how do we, res how do we respond to people that hate us in love? 
right? Mm, that's a so good many, question. So many good examples of this in the New Testament, right? Yep. That's exactly what they were dealing with all the time. Right. And their culture, like, that's another thing. I think a lot of times we think our culture is, like, so much different than it was in the first century. And it was in certain regards. It's vastly different. But there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says nothing's new under the sun. And the mm. idea is, like, humanity repeats the same things, right? And they were dealing with hard cultural questions, too. They were dealing with all these pressures and they were still able to respond in love. Jesus was still able to respond mm. in love. And it wasn't it wasn't something that was impossible then, and it's not impossible now. Yeah. So what do you think? If I'm if I'm someone who's like really mad at you, I'm an atheist, mm-hmm. I used to go to church, I know the Bible and I hate God, or I, I yeah. don't you can't hate something that doesn't exist, so that'd be ironic for an atheist. Yeah. But I'm mad at the philosophy of Christianity and then mm. I'm I'm yelling at you, how do you respond in love if I say you're an idiot and you're a bigot and, and God doesn't really, isn't really wasting your time. Yeah. I mean, there's not really anything I can do to reason with you if you're emotional, right? So the only thing, like the best thing I can do is to not really engage with what's happening. And I can just say like, hey, I love you. And like, and you can believe what you want to believe. And I think it's wrong. And you think what I believe is wrong. And try to just explain like tolerance to them. Yeah. Um, but man, they're usually probably not going to hear it. Yeah. Like, just I just feel like I'm not going to see people like that. Yeah. And you just got to respond in, like, the kindest, like, most, um, like, disengaging kind of way you can to try to, yeah. like, bring down the tone of whatever's happening um, to kind of yeah. diffuse, like, the anger that's going on inside them. A lot of times you can't. A lot of times you just got to walk away from those kind of people or those kind of conversations. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a scripture that says a, a soft answer turns away wrath. I think it's either yeah. Proverbs or Psalms. Probably Proverbs. Yeah. But it's like a, a soft answer turns away wrath. And so someone's coming at you heated. You say, hey, man, like, look. Or woman. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? A, yeah. a man and a woman. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyways, uh, this guy's coming at you really aggressively. You're like, hey, listen, I know you don't believe what I believe. We don't see eye to eye. I don't think that this is the right setting to have a conversation about it. I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation about it at a later time. But right now, I don't, I don't see this happening. So it's probably best that we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. If that's someone that you can talk to all the time. If it's someone on the street they're never going to see again, I would just say, hey, man, I love you. I'm sorry that you feel that way. And I just hope you realize the truth someday but if you want to have a conversation right now i'm willing but it doesn't seem like that yeah i would say the hardest part of getting this down is that someone is attacking the very core of who you are as a christian like Mm -hmm. you following christ is the very center of your essence and your being he's your creator and he's everything you live for right Mm -hmm. the mission that you have on earth the reason you're alive is because he's put you here for a reason for a mission not just to live life and work like your very purpose and essence is because he created you and he has a purpose for you on this world, right? And so that person is hating and attacking the very essence of who you are. And it's so easy to get very defensive and angry in return of someone attacking the very essence of who you right. are. Right. And you, if, because you love God, if someone never talks bad about God, it's like mm-hmm. it's like if someone talked bad about your mom, right? right. You'd be like, bro. We said, oh, bro. I will jump across this table right now on mamas. <laughs> bring up some mamas out here. <laughs> but On mom, dude. On, on, mom. on mamas, I'm going to knock you off for talking about my mama, dude. Straight up, no. instead of saying on God, never know. I'm saying on mom, dude. On, on mom, mom. <laughs> but yeah, so don't do that. Um, <laughs> talking about being trained by righteousness earlier, right? And how a soft answer turns away wrath, and that mm-hmm. God has given us a spirit of peace and gentleness. And I think what it is is that you kind of have to expect this is how I think it's, it's helpful. This, this mindset I'm about to share is helpful in, in um, responding gently to anger, yeah, right expect people to not agree with and ex- not like what you believe. Jesus says, mm-hmm. in the world you have, will have trouble, but in me you will have peace. That's John yeah. 16, I think. Or the end of 15. One of those two. Or mm-hmm. 17. 
those three definitely at some point it's in there. Yeah. Um, but you have to expect that Christ, people who aren't Christians, who don't know God, are going to respond negatively to God because the message is, is offensive by itself, in, in yeah. itself, because it's telling people to turn from what they're doing. But it doesn't mean it's not loving. Right, and that doesn't mean we go around offending people, but we go around loving them. And when they respond with negativity, we just we're not caught off guard because we expected right. it. Right. And then because we expected it, we can respond with grace, where it's like, "Hey, man, like I get it. It seems it sounds harsh. I think there's a lot that we would actually see eye to eye on if we could flesh it out. But right now, it doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. If you want to meet at a later date, we can. And just expect people to be mad at you. And then be secure. Like like truth is stationary, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're in truth, it's stationary. Anything outside of that, that they're wrong, and they're the ones that would have to do the explaining away of why different things. And now they don't see it like that. They think you're wrong. So then you have to maybe have some conversations and engage in their mindsets for a bit to get them to to come and see where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, aside from everyone's subjective mindsets, truth is stationary. If you find yourself in truth, which is mm-hmm. Christ, you can be secure in that. Yeah. And so expect people to not agree with you but be secure with your identity in Christ and who you are in Christ so when they respond when they come at you you can respond with love and I think offense comes from an insecurity in a way where you're mm-hmm. like or you're just like mad on behalf of someone which is also true like like I said like if someone got mad at my mom or started yelling at my mom like hey dude what are you doing yeah because you love that person but if your way to respond in grace would be like hey like you can say what you want about God but that's not true and God's not insecure either like mm-hmm. God's mindset towards them isn't like, oh, why I do, but I do exist. Right. It's more like, like he's so much more gracious and he's full of grace and mercy. Right. And so once we see them, how God sees them, we can respond how God will respond. And he said, he responded to sinful humans by sending his son and loving them. Hmm. And so we can enter into that love as well. Cause it's already paved the way by Jesus. Yeah. I think, uh, are you ready to move on from that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have another thing that I think is going to happen in 2021. Right on. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more false teaching seep into the church. Right? After 2020? Yeah. We had all those prophets be exposed that we still got to cover. Yeah. We got a <laughs> lot going on. Um, but, like, I would say the biggest thing of at least the last 10 years in Christianity, mm-hmm. at least in false teaching, has been, at least the most popular one, has been, like, prosperity gospel, right? Yeah. And I think that's been flushed out quite a bit in the last, like, few years, right? It's gone pretty mainstream. Like, a lot of the comedians I know mm-hmm. and I follow all make fun of it, right? Yeah. The mainstream knows it's a joke. Most of, like, Protestant Christianity knows it's a joke. Hope so. Right? So there's a lot of people who know that, like, this is a false religion, false teaching, right? That prosperity gobble... Wow, gobble. gobble. <laughs> prosperity gobble is not legit. That's prosperity for the turkeys. Yeah. They do that on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So a lot of people know it's not legit, <laughs> yeah. right? It's been pretty much exposed. Movies yeah. have been made about it. There's okay. tons of podcasts about yeah. it. So would you say that... You, I want to guess where you're going real quick, if that's okay. Yeah. Are you saying that like because prosperity gospel has been exposed, that we're going to reject that and there would be people searching for teaching elsewhere and that's where the false teaching would rise up? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Um, I think it'll more be like that has been the focus for so long. That there's, like, slowly, culturally been other teachings seeping in, like, in the background that we haven't seen because we've been so focused, like, rightly so, on prosperity gospel. And especially, um, I think it'll be mostly brought on by the want of people to um, appease both sides of Mm. this, like, upcoming culture war that we're going to see within Christianity. 
or within like Christianity and the world, right? Yeah. Because like God says, you can't have one foot in the world, one foot out of the world, right? But a lot of people want to have one foot in, mm-hmm. one foot out, and appease both yeah. the world's morality and our own morality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they want to have like both truths be true, and that's impossible. Yeah, they just want truth to be well, true. They just want everyone happy and no one fighting. Right. And the idea of that is like, okay, we'll just be like, yes, you're all right, but that's like, right. Th- then that's not true. Right. So I think this year especially. We're going to see a lot of new agey things seeping in. I think one of the main things we're going to see is the Bible itself being disregarded as a book and as truth and seen more as um, good stories mm. that are can be used for good wisdom. And even if you still believe, like, I know quite a few people who believe this, um, like, you believe God uh, and the God of the Bible is legit God, but not that the whole Bible is the inspired word of God, and that more they're parables and stories of things that people who believed in God did and ways that we could act and live, but it was a long yeah. time ago and it's ancient, we don't need to follow it anymore. Now I can just like be in touch with my spirituality and with like what I think God is commanding me to do, and as long as I'm not hurting anybody else, like mm-hmm. I, can go, I can go on with my own spirituality, void of religion. Um, and appease God any way that I kind of want to appease God, right? Yeah. Keeping kind of the foundations of Christ died on the cross for me, and now I'm free in Christ, those kind of things. It's just right? enough to, like, try to make yourself adjacent to it but not be, like, right. fully right. there. And I think that could slide under the radar so easily yeah. in a lot of churches, Definitely. right? Because hey, the pastors gave a good sermon on Sunday about, like, something in the Bible. I'd be like, cool, like, I like that sermon about, like, the Bible. He didn't question my belief that the Bible isn't, like, totally legit word of God, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool book, and I think it's about, like, the religion that I believe in um, yeah. or the God that I believe in, and maybe I took some truth from it, and, like, I was encouraged by the story or something like that, and maybe he shared some funny jokes, yeah. um, and, like, I met some cool people at church and stuff like that. And then I go home, and that's a sermon every Sunday, and I'm never really challenged in what I believe. Yeah. It can slide under the radar yeah. so easily because I'm still, like, adhering to all the right things. I'm still smiling when I go to church, like, greeting my friends. I'll praise God. I'm raising my hands in worship. It feels good. The musical worship is super awesome. Like, my pastor's super hip. It's super cool. Like, there's not a ton of conviction. Like, there's not a lot of confronting, like, hard questions. Yeah. Um, why we created this podcast, right? So it's going to be super easy for yeah. a lot of people to slide under the radar like that. Yeah. Especially when we're now getting a lot of our truth not from what the Bible says, but we're getting it from how the media and a lot of social media dictates what truth now means. Yeah, yeah, and how the social media giants and, and tech companies are like being able to control what they want out there, mm-hmm. right? And so then you're only seeing one narrative or, or they kind of decide that, like what you see on your timeline or your Explorer page. So right. they can kind of manipulate that and, and take that. So yeah, that's some really good points. And it's I, I was, the whole time you're talking, I'm just thinking about like the boiling frog idea. Yeah. Where like you can kill a frog by boiling it, but if you throw it in hot water, it's going to jump out. Right. If you took a Christian from like decades ago when the church was, I would say, more or less stronger or, or more revised, closer to... Different. Around the hippie movement or the Jesus movement when the around the 70s or whatever. Yeah. And a little bit out after that, like where there was more... It was more, it was more socially acceptable to be a Christian, I guess. Like our, I guess when my par- our parents were growing up or so, yeah. and through Christians in like twenty years at least 20, America. yeah yeah at least America thirty years later they'd be like whoa no 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 but but the cu- culture slowly seeping things in bringing things right. in and that's something to look out for I would say we need to rise up against that and, and figure out what these new ideas are mm-hmm. and then make sure that we can do something to stop that like if we see new age principles 
in infecting a church that we're going to. Maybe yeah. we, maybe we, and we, I wouldn't, you, you should not go to your pastor and accuse him saying, you're preaching new age stuff and yeah, yeah. You should just say, hey, I was interested in this point you made in your sermon or whatnot. And I saw this, if it's being taught on the stage, from the yeah. stage, you know. Yeah, but I was interested, like, where does that come from? And what is your thinking around that? I'd like to talk more about that. Yeah. You just engage them in a friendly way. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago, how to share the gospel. Yeah. It's all about responding in love. And like, hey, where did, did you, I think there are times that will rise up and say, no, that's, that's wrong. We got to call that out. But it takes a certain level of, I guess, evidence and proof and authority to do yeah. that. Um, and confidence. And confidence. Yeah. And you got to make sure you're like really not, not yeah. just bashing someone's character. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's like super interesting to think about. And it's kind of like, all right, square up, right? Like yeah. Christians get ready. Like we got to stand our ground and we got to push back against this culture, but in a way that is appropriate that Jesus would, mm-hmm. would be pleased with. Yeah. Here's a hot take. And I know a lot of people will disagree. Totally fine. If you do, I'd love for it to not be true, but I don't think that America is like God's chosen country and that it's going to be redeemed and become Christian again. What? I just don't have a super optimistic view of you don't believe god's favorite country is america <laughs> i just don't think <laughs> are you even american? i think every country rises and falls yeah right and i think that christianity was very prevalent here and it's going downhill yeah right and it's rising in a lot of other countries yeah. no i agree right? with you i agree with you man i don't think that christianity is going to be like the main religion of america for much longer um it probably isn't now i think it be, could be possible we just become more like agnostic yeah. Officially, like, I would not be surprised if by the time, like, that when, whenever we have kids and they grow up, if, like, the Pledge of Allegiance is void of the name of God mm-hmm. or something like that, the change or mm-hmm. whatnot, change the money. Well, yeah. we'll be crypto by then, so. Well, with all that, to, like, to be said, as it gets, in my opinion, it will get worse for Christians mm-hmm. and it will become, like, harder and harder to become a Christian here um, as we become less and less of a Christian nation and it becomes less and less um, accepted, I think globally that's going to start happening, right? Because yeah. there's really nowhere for anything to hide anymore. Everybody knows most things about a lot of countries, even if the country does a really good job like covering a lot of it up. Like right. China can't cover up all the things they're doing to the Muslims, right? right? Like they used to be able to do that before. They can't do it anymore, right? Because of all social media, everybody has a phone, everybody has a camera, yeah, they can upload everything. Even if you have a VPN, like you can still go wherever you want on the internet, right? Yeah. So that can sound scary for Christians. You'd be like, wow, there's nowhere for me to hide. Everybody's going to know what I believe, and I'm going to be persecuted for it, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to make this one point as to that. Like, you don't need to be afraid. If, like, you love the Lord, in the Bible, the people that had, like, the purest joy were the people that were persecuted the most, yeah. right? And you can hear testimonies from missionaries all over the world, especially in the Middle East, like, people that were um, people that were persecuted and went to jail. They said, like, the purest and, like, most beautiful times of intimacy with the Lord was when they were being persecuted or when they were being tortured or when they were um, like in jail or something like that. And like, man, God, hopefully like that, we don't get to that place in America. But if we do, and as we start to head that direction of being more like actually persecuted as Christians in America, like it's only going to bring more intimacy with God. Yeah. Right. And if, if the God of the Bible is the one true real living God, like it's going to be proven yeah, um, he'll show. Our, he'll show. Yeah, by our faith in him as well. Mm-hmm. Like he he does not leave his children alone to like suffer by themselves, right? He Whoa. will be with us Come like on. through anything that we go through. Let's go. So you don't have to be afraid like if if persecution comes your way, right? You just kind of be like, "Yep, Jesus told me this would happen." Right. And then you say, "Holy Spirit, you're a comforter. Please help." Yeah. Cuz mm-hmm. it's not we're not trying to downplay how bad persecution could be. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't know how soon it would be because before it would get violent. I think it'd probably be a couple decades mm. before it gets super violent. But socially, it's going to get really hard. I, they say politically, like America is 50, ten to fifteen years behind Canada, and Canada yeah. is not very easy to be a Christian, and they're more or less re, re, very rejecting of Christ right. there. And so it's just like we got to be ready to stand our ground in the face yeah. of persecution, and, and you got to remember who your God is, yeah. right? Because it can be daunting to like see a crowd of people that hate you and be like, "Wow, like how can I ever stand against this kind of thing?" But you got to remember the thing and the the being that created all of those people that hate you and created everything you see and feel is your God, right? Mm-hmm. Who, what can stand against you if that's really your God? It's like you know that I mean? worship song it says, "If my God is for me, who can stand against me?" Yeah, I don't know if that's also a Bible verse, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a worship song. Yeah. But it's so true. Like, if God is for us, it is a Bible verse. If God's for us, there's a lot of versions of that. Who yeah. can? Who's gonna? Who's gonna stop us? And like, mm-hmm. when they when I say stop, I don't mean like silence or put an end to, because they could literally put an end to your life yeah. in a very radical sense. But they can't stop God. Mm-hmm. You can't like the, when the Romans tried persecuting the Christians, they would try to persecute the Christians. They would scatter. They'd start churches. They were persecuted, they scattered, they start churches. And John Piper had this quote where he says, the gospel's only ever been spread through suffering, right. and through persecution. Right. And so as hard as persecution is, as not fun as it is to go through, and obviously we've never been through super insane persecution. We've been really blessed to live in this time in America. Not to say that we won't ever, but just to be aware of what, how real this is. This yeah. is a reality right now for people across the world where they're facing serious persecution, but the church is growing rapidly. You know, and there's um, KB, he's a rapper, he has a song, um, it's a variation of Oceans that he does, called mm. Crown of Thorns, and he says, who's in more danger, the persecuted or the comfortable? Yeah. You know, once that's the persecuted are, are really in danger, literally for their lives, but if they die for Christ, they enter rest, they enter that, that glory that we're all striving for, we're all focused on going to heaven and, meet, and finishing our race, and they're just finishing their race being sooner. God, yeah, yeah like, like, being with God is like... Oh, I just I spend so much time thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm not saying I'm not suicidal. I don't want to die, mm-hmm. but in a way, I want to be with my soul. Longs to be with God because yeah. I know at that point all the striving will cease, all the all the pain will cease, all the sin will cease, and I'll just be everything will be quiet, and I'll be with mm-hmm. Jesus in heaven. And I imagine like when Thanos got the soul stone, he like woke up in the water and it was all mm-hmm. still. That's kind of what I imagine, but more like bright and less mm-hmm. dark. Bro, what if it's a party and it's loud? But, well, maybe for you. <laughs> yeah. I would like to go through a bunch of, like, I don't want to go through suffering, but if it happens. There's going to be I, a lot of people there, dude. Yeah, I know, but for me, I'd like God to just put me in this part of the water and I'd wake up like, oh. And I'd like get some time to process and, and contemplate it. <laughs> and then I'll go to the party. Okay. I just got I got a journal, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, in heaven. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm in heaven. I got to take this in. <laughs> yeah. But uh, back to that thing about the persecutor or comfortable, who's more in more danger? In one sense, persecuted are in danger of probably more because they could literally die. Yeah. In another sense, the comfortable are in more danger because if they lose, it's easier to lose your salvation when you live in a culture. Or not be saved. Or not be Depending saved. On what yeah, you believe. yeah, that depends. Okay, so it's easier to think you're saved and not be saved. There you go. Or lose your salvation. Whichever one you believe. Whichever one you believe. It's yeah. the same. It, it, not the same. Same difference. But, it has the same result. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easier to believe in a comfortable society that you're Christian and that you're saved when you're really not. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to sneak under the radar and just like do the Christian thing and then die and end up in, before God. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. That's a terrifying thought to contemplate. Yeah. And if it really scares you, you're probably saved. Right. Um, 
And if not, you can repent and then get saved. Yeah. Um, but that idea, like, the persecuted are almost in more danger because they're literally, they literally could die soon. Hmm. The comfortable are more in danger because they could literally lose their eternity with the, in heaven. Hmm. And that is the riskier, that's the scarier, that's the worse. The, I would rather die here and go to heaven than live a long life here and go to hell, hmm. right? And so who is in more danger, the persecuted yeah. or the comfortable? And it's when push question. comes to shove, when we get persecuted, you kind of find out who's really Christian and who's not. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So kind of to close this up, we talked about a lot of stuff today. We think America is kind of going down a different path, a path that's not following towards God. Um, and we need to know what we believe in order to stand firm, right, in order mm-hmm. to continue our relationship with God. So um, get on it, Christian. Like yeah. you, you need to know what you believe and why you believe it. Um, and then, man, you're going to be stoked on God. And the more that, like, America goes downhill, like America's graph goes like this. And your relationship with God goes like this as, as that happens. So, Triangle. Man, enjoy your relationship with the Lord. It's going to be a great yeah. year with him, no mm-hmm. matter what. Like, God is good. We always have the joy of the Lord. Yeah. We're excited That's to our see strength. His joy is our does. strength. Yep. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world because we got the joy of the Lord. I'm not even trying to get, like, a hype man and be all cool. Like, you know, like guys, like, the joy of the Lord is seriously in you. Mm-hmm. The holy presence of God is inside of you if you're a Christian. And you have access to all his characteristics. And he wants to give you peace and joy in spite yep. of a hard hardship. Sorry, I took that from you. But no, that's good. I got, I got inspired. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end. Yeah, guys. So check us out on all the social medias. Yep. We are there. We got a Patreon. Yep. You really want us, if you, not really, you really, really want us for us. If you really like the show and it's, it's helping mm-hmm. you, it, it's changing lives. It is changing lives, people tell us. Um, yeah. That's not, that's not a brag. God's changing lives. God's yeah. changing lives. And, and it's amazing. So support the show. And we can all change the world we're together. We're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, all that kind of stuff. It's gonna Twitter, be awesome. I think. We're on Twitter. Go Facebook, follow us on the platforms. We love to talk to you. Um, shoot us your questions. Uh, maybe if you disagree with us, we'd love to like hear your perspective Let on us things know. as well. Because we're wrong all the time, and we'd love to hear um, what you have to say and your perspective yeah, on life. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Adios, amigos.